Wednesday. And the same folks on social media that starting hashtags and maybe have not seen soap and water since Friday night are still going strong in these internet social media streets talking about Cody or we riot or we want Cody and you got the rewind Rocky I just want entertaining wrestling is that too much to ask for can we start a, our new hashtag of like hashtag let's just let it play out and enjoy what we have in front of us is that, that maybe too, too many long characters? of a hashtag but yeah. yeah it may be I mean you get like 250 that may be too many but we'll figure it out maybe before the, the end of the episode we can figure out what our hashtag is going to be for normal people that don't take things so serious and send death threats to folks and hope people die and make the rock's daughter get off social media because y'all blowing her inbox up with ridiculousness y'all gotta stop y'all gotta relax this is a entertainment field this is a medium of entertainment that you're supposed to watch and enjoy and then we can have our back and forths and have a good time talking about it but all that extra nonsense y'all gotta y'all gotta relax y'all gotta relax tranquilo as andrade would say rhodesia is in the house ishan is in the house and you guys know me i am in the house episode 107 of the tfw podcast that's freaking wrestling we're gonna talk some freaking wrestling and i think the best way to start is probably watching raw this past monday in the opener Seth Rollins comes out, and we got Cody, and we got Drew McIntyre. I just thought to myself, man, wrestling is the best when things don't go the way it's planned to go. It's the best. We didn't think Rock was going to come do what he did, or maybe so. We'll talk about that, too. We got some conflicting people saying one thing. One person says this was the plan from the the jump and everything is going beautiful to plan. The other person says this wasn't a plan and this is what it is. So we'll talk about that too. But just watching Seth react to the crowd organically with the Rocky sucks chance, seeing Cody come out there, seeing Drew come out there. I'm just spinning back and I'm like, this is, this is the fun stuff. This is what it's supposed to be like when things don't go the way they're supposed to. Um, let me ask you guys, we've talked on this podcast for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks about Drew McIntyre and how he's doing some of the best work of his career. We're hoping he has resigned because we're like, hey, he needs to be resigned. He's like, hey, I, I would like him if there was a good creative team in AEW to go to AEW just because we want him to maximize his potential and who he is. Is there anybody right now clicking like Drew McIntyre in, in all of wrestling? It'd be hard to find them. I mean, you might have Swerve, um, maybe a couple people NXT based off of NXT levels, but nah, Drew, Drew's him. Like, if they got the whole We Want Cody, I'm about to start We Want Drew. I'm well, probably not starting it. Probably somebody else already said that, but let's go with hashtag We Want Drew. Man, Drew McIntyre is actually moving up my top 20 list. I think he's, he's up there. I'll, I have to look <laughs> at my list again to see who I'm bumping. Um, but he's up there, man. After that, <laughs> now, we're gonna get into it because I want to. I want to touch base with that babyface promo that Drew McIntyre. That babyface promo. That babyface promo that Drew McIntyre hit 
on Raw because there was no caps to be had with that Drew McIntyre promo. What a man. What, what uh, a man. what in particular did you guys enjoy the most? I'll tell you what I enjoy the most about that, that. Well, just the whole interaction, right? Was they leaned into what's happening. That was number one for me. When Cole kept saying in the first opening segment, like, hey, we'll talk through what happened throughout the show. We'll tell you the stories around it. And then you had Pat kind of, you know, saying like, hey, Cody's been trending for three days straight. It seems like anybody who has a Twitter is all they've been t- tweeting about is WWE. I was like, man, that's, that's kind of cool. All right, cool. But then for them to use it like in the ring, in front of the the, the crowd, uh, where, you know, Drew says this thing and Cody didn't say anything, actually, which was, uh, I was like, okay, I guess they must be holding off till Thursday because he didn't say anything, really. Uh, he hit his line about what do we want to talk about? Cody, you know what the hell we want to talk about. You know what we want to talk about. And then that's when Drew came out. But what what in particular did you guys really enjoy about that opening segment uh, that kind of got that show off and running on, on the right path? One of the commentators had said, I can't remember, but they said, oh, is this 1996? <laughs> and and that was just, it popped me. It just popped me because, again, they never thought that they'd be hearing Rocky Suck Chance again in WWE. So that's probably the, the biggest thing that, that caught me. I love that baby face promo. Guys, let's go ahead and let me play this baby face promo that Drew cut. And then we can get into that opening segment. A little further because uh, I thought it was I thought it was great television, and I really appreciate Drew McIntyre as the awesome human being that he is to be able to speak some truth on that raw last night. So <laughs> let me go ahead and just uh, play this little audio, and we're talk through it. I think I speak on behalf of everybody when I say, "What the hell." I laid you both up perfectly for WrestleMania and you're potentially going to screw it all up. Seth, you're the only other person that hates punk as much as me. You knew how bad he would be for this place and I took him out. We were supposed to be in this ring, you and I tonight, talking about our main event match for the world title at WrestleMania. Are you like that? I even had the t-shirt commissioned for us. Your extra smile's in the back. Why did you have to get inside his head? Why, Cody? Don't listen to him. You've got to finish the... Story. You've been talking about it for two years now. Think about last year's WrestleMania. Think about all the work you've done this year on TV, off TV, the media events. You've earned this moment. Don't let me down. Don't let your family down. Don't let all these people down and all the people across the world. I don't want to go here because everybody else does and I was close with the man I was his champion in Florida championship wrestling but don't let your dad down 
Hey, Drew. Look, you ain't got to be a prick, all right? And look, what in the world? There it is. There it is, guys. I said justice for daddies everywhere. Actually, you made a nasty hashtag. Justice for daddies everywhere. That's horrible, man. That is filthy. He has to finish the story for his daddy, right? Every son that wants to make their dads proud all over the That's what is on Cody Rhodes' back right now, guys. Finishing the story and making that dad proud. That's where we're at right now, guys. Amazing promo. Drew McIntyre, you, uh, somebody's getting bumped. I'll let the world know. Drew, I'll DM you. You've seen I'll enough, you huh? Know. You've seen enough? I'll let you know who, who's off the Choose list. Choose the goat. And where hey, Drew's, Drew's number two. <laughs> Drew's number two. top ten. <laughs> Sean Michaels one, Drew McIntyre two on Eshan's top 20. <laughs> I love that uh, Seth tried to get some get back with Roman. Hey, that's a pretty good pop there when they, they sung his song and, you know, hit his line. He, he said, said it, it twice. Again. It kind of, that yeah. was second time was cringy. It was like, come on. I didn't think it was cringy it was at all. Um, I think he tried to get cringy. his get back. It doesn't hit the same note. Roman said it. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so let's, let's try to, let's summarize and kind of catch everybody up on just where we are. So as of right now. Um, you still don't know shit. Correct. <laughs> So as of right now, this is where we are. We have Cody Rhodes still not knowing what he's doing at WrestleMania. We don't know what Seth's doing. And it's genius. Drew McIntyre's feuding with everybody. Mm-hmm. He comes out the end of Raw and hits Cody with a Claymore and looks at the WrestleMania sign. Okay, how could we even begin to get to that? He makes a comment to Seth around like, hey, you've lost to this guy like three times already. Like, <laughs> it should be my championship match. Uh, so I think that's genius. That's what we're getting on television. So now we go behind the curtain and, and backstage and things of that nature. Uh, Cody Rhodes sends out a tweet last night. I think it was doing Raw, actually. It was doing Raw at uh, 9.30 p.m. Okay, so 9.30. So we got to... Hour and a half left, or wherever you are, Central Time. I'm not sure, Eastern Time. Uh, he says, Appreciate the passion. God bless y'all. Dot, dot, dot. But trust me. He said, Y'all, like Y A L L. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why? Okay, okay. I forgot he's a brother. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, y'all. Okay. It is Black yeah. History Month. Yeah. So I take that as they told him, Look, if you don't get your fan base in order, they're going to screw <laughs> everything up. We're going to throw you in. The mania, you taking another pin, you losing, and you're gonna wait for another year. That's what I took it as. Okay. Or he can be in the Andre the Giant over the top battle rail match. There you go again on the pre-show. He goes from the main event to the pre-show because <laughs> these dumbass hashtags that they got going on. Um. So he sent that. Okay, he's got like six and a half or seven million views just on that tweet alone. Craziness. Dave Meltzer comes out and states. This was the plan all along. They want to do a Daniel Bryan 2.0 yes movement. It's working to perfection. That's what he says. Sean Ross Sapp says, Cody was told you're working Roman at WrestleMania a week ago. 
Well, if he was told you're working Roman at Mania, then this was not the plan. I'll ask you guys. Seeing how some of this stuff is being played out, seeing how, really, we have no answers. I'm guessing we're going to get the answers at Thursday's press conference, which is now must-watch TV, must-watch television. Is there a chance you guys think this was their plan all along? No. I really think losing Punk. Let me take that back. Was this a possibility? Sure. They're running a company that injuries happen, so they have to be able to say flexible. Was this a possibility? Sure. But I think going into this WrestleMania, the last penciled in thing or even pinned in thing is that it would be Cody and Roman. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I like things to make sense, and none of it makes sense. And I'm at the point now with Uncle Dave that I only listen to half of what he says, right? Like, I, I think it's it's information, but I don't know if all the information he gets is accurate all of the time, right? Because some some stuff just doesn't make sense. We need to just figure it out. But if this was the plan all along, why did? Cody win the Rumble and then immediately point to Roman Reigns and say, I'm choosing you. If the plan all along was for Rock to challenge him, I mean, it, 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 it just doesn't add up. Also, part of the plan is this here's the thing The Rock, at this point in his career, you know, this might be his last match. Maybe he has another match or two, right? Man looks damn good for his, for his age. I mean, he's one of the biggest dudes in the company already. This, it, for, the Rock, he's building a brand. I can't believe he expected to be booed in buildings and have the, the most disliked video. Like this couldn't have been part of the plan. They like none of this stuff is happening the way they wanted it to. So I don't think this was part of the plan. But if it is, make it make sense. I was hoping just to kind of go back on Raw. I was hoping that we would get some explanation. Instead of actually getting Cody coming out there saying nothing and then having a bull rope match at the end. Like, I need to know what's popping, fam. Like, none of it makes sense to me. I like that, though. I didn't have a problem with it just because it was enough on Raw. I haven't tweeted out after Raw. Mission accomplished for Raw. Now all eyes on Thursday. If you're going to do that press conference. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, okay, I'm cool. I'm cool with you not giving us any answers. You gave us just enough. You gave us enough to let us know. Hey, we hear you, fan base. Nothing's been announced yet because Cole was adamant on, mm-hmm. hey, seemingly Rock and Roman are on a collision course for WrestleMania, but we don't know anything yet. Tune into the press conference. I actually thought that was, just, once again, another smart piece of business for them. So I was okay with that. Uh, I definitely didn't care about this bull roll match. That's I the thing. Right? They, they could have skipped even. that. Like, I don't care yeah. about that bull roll. Like, I, yeah. I want to know what's on this man's mind. I want to know the story. I want to know the promo. I don't care about the match. Yeah. That's it. I do wonder. I was watching Cody, right? When he came out, he didn't say anything. And then there was a um, clip they posted right after Raw where he gets on the mic and he gets teary-eyed. He basically talks about they started the We Want Cody chant. And he's like, you guys don't know how much that means to me because forever I just wanted you guys to want me. And then I forgot what he says, like, at, at the end of that. And then I was thinking, like, is that why the fan base has such a connection to Cody, like, in this moment? 
like we know Cody's over. We know Cody is going to be the face of WWE. We know he's by far their number one face. Take that out. Take out him being Cody Rhodes and him being just the number one face. If, say, LA Knight was the number one face, or say Seth Rollins was the number one face, or say Jay Uso was the number one face, I don't think we get this type of, like, support, this outcry of support for them, and I think it's because of Cody's personality. We know Cody is very emotional. And I just wonder if the fan base feels like Cody can't speak up for himself, like he's going to get walked over, like, backstage. And if we don't do something, then ah. this is what is going to happen. Because he is so emotional. Are some people interpreting as we need to defend Weakness. him? Yeah. Yep. Because he can't defend himself. And I think, and then, and then I go back just to his tweet. At the end of his tweet for him saying, trust me. What he's saying, guys, is like, guys, relax. This is going to work out perfectly. Whatever they decide to do, and I'm going to ask you guys this in a second, on what do you absolutely do not want them to do? We, a lot of times we always talk about what, you know, what do you want to happen? I want to ask you guys, what, what is the thing you just do not want to come out right of now. this press conference on Thursday? I, um, can yeah, I go, go ahead and say it. You got it? After all of this, after death threats, after all of this, getting my blood pressure high, and I'm not even on the internet like that, if they do an about face or a pivot and it is not rock and roman at mania in a solos match i'm gonna be pissed so that's so what that, better that, not do so that is out of everything that can happen out of everything that, that can is happen. what the most you do okay. not want to see now take that back the most thing i would not want to see is a triple threat at wrestlemania with roman rock and cody that's probably the absolute worst waste of time waste of star power waste of all of that cool E, what would you say? Um, let me go back to the the Cody thing because as a Cody fan, um, I don't think it's about Cody being weak. I think that's really missing the mark about his character and his story. The reason why fans resonate with him is because he has a relatable um, story and character. As I said, I mean he's he yes he he, uh, he was a rich kid growing up, but he also was a guy that was pushed aside and given given a gimmick and said that hey. You can't be who you want to be. You got to be this guy I made, I made up in Stardust, right? He took a chance, bet on himself, reinvented himself, came back. It's the whole story. So you're looking of, at the whole totality it's the whole of who totality. he was, what he's been through, all of that. And not just in this moment, it's time to give him the title. And it looks like maybe there's a roadblock now at Mania. He's not going to get the title. You're saying, no, it's because of who just Cody Rhodes is as a wrestler, as a character, as a personality, everything we've known from him is why there's that connection. Absolutely. Cause on this show, we always say characters and stories matter. Right. And finally mm -hmm. we have a character in the story that resonates. This is a guy that's reinvented himself, kind of started from the bottom, worked his way back up to where he is. He's super humble with it. Right. He, every day he's out there with the kids. He's with the fans trying to get, uh, trying to rebuild his reputation. And that speaks to fans. We understand that. Like, okay, yeah, because we all want to make somebody proud, right? If that's not your parents, that's your significant other, that's your kids, you just want to do the best job and you want to be the best vision yourself. It's an easy story for any, anybody to understand. What's happening in this moment is that, you know, a year ago, right? You know, like Matt and some of the other big wrestlers were said like, hey, you know what? Cody's loss was the best thing that ever could happen to him. 
Don't don't worry about it. They're going to take care of Cody next year. Well, guess what? Next year is here. And within a month before WrestleMania, whoop, whoop, you don't get that big moment. You don't get that revenge spot. Wait another year. Wait another couple of months. But nobody That's said wait a year. And, okay, so, all right, so but, then, pause then let's stay. Because okay. it doesn't matter when is, it's, the time is now. It's not next week. It's not next According month. It's not to four who, months. According, According to, to the who? fans and the and people that were booing at that arena last night, Matt. That's, so who, then, that's according so, to it. So let's stay on that. What if, what if Cody was scheduled to lose again to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania at night two? We don't know it was a 100% fact that he was going to beat Roman Reigns. We would hope so. But so as I'm many gonna, times, I'm going to interrupt you. You said we were good. One more year. So you're telling me on the second year, they still was going to not give us what we were looking I'm for, which you. says fine win. I'm asking you. Like, cause at, at, at the, at, so at, oh, I will hope at some point a business knows how to market to their fan base. You, this is just like a relationship. Like you can't continuously not give your spouse, or your significant other what they want. You can't continuously but, make them but, wait. But did, until did when they get, Dusty? Until did this happen when, to Dusty though? Numerous times, and Dusty was a top face. He lost numerous times to Ric Flair. He well, lost more to Ric Flair than he also, ever won against Ric Flair. Also, look up Dusty Rose' uh, title history. He's won it multiple times as well. But I'm talking about when we till we got to that point, though. When when it was time for him to finally beat the big bad wolf, he failed or he no, lost he, again and again. It, it wasn't. It, he didn't go two years in a row losing. He didn't go three years in a in a row losing. He won that championship at some point. Now. That's what was called the dusty finish because so they found a way to kind of take the title away from him and kind of continue that climb and that kind of thing. But he didn't go two, three years not winning the prize. That's too long to make anybody wait, especially the world that we live in today. This ain't the 80s. People don't have – we have something called instant gratification. Like if the, if the full series ain't on Netflix, I don't want to watch it. Okay? So, like, that's where we are nowadays. People but, ain't trying to wait two, three years to finish off on the story. People kind of won it pretty quickly. So the fact that they got into this point and they're patient enough, they need to deliver on the goods. Okay, but say it wasn't. I just want to I just want to get to that part. And this isn't a gotcha moment. This is like legit asking both of you guys this question. Say if the plan was not for Cody to beat Roman. Say there was some BS in the game again, but we're going to, I don't know, just, just hell, say SummerSlam, say the MSG, whatever. Say it's uh, now that we're involved in TKO, we're going to do a one-off biggest show in history uh with nbc we signed that deal and it's going to be on na uh, national tv whatever right but just say the the deal was not for him to win night two at wrestlemania if the fan base knew that do you think they would still act the same way with these we want cody chance and this just takeover that they have on social media they, they it couldn't because you're just saying we wanted roman and cody but that's not guaranteeing who's winning. So, I mean, I am a Cody fan, not over a Roman fan. I would be even more pissed, I think, if it is now Cody and Roman and Cody still loses. I would be more pissed in that outcome. And then to me, I think you are burying Cody at that point versus if Cody just never went against Roman at all. And it was Roman and Rock. This would be like 2018 again when you're turning off the fan base. That's this is the reason this is what helped birth AEW is because you had Vince McMahon 
thinking he knew more of what the fans wanted than we knew. Right. And so eventually people get tired of that kind of stuff. You can't keep playing with people's money. That's what this is. This is an emotion business, right? You're getting, you're, you're trying to take people on an emotional roller coaster, right? So eventually you want to get to a satisfying result. If you don't satisfy your fan base, you're going to turn them off in droves. So as hot as they've been, you can risk souring them. You can risk souring a large portion of the fan base. You think about just something as small as this, like, look, I'm okay with it. A, a consolation prize. I mean, I, I, I don't prefer it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't prefer it. I would like to see Cody get his 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 his, his comeback victory against Roman. But if they can give me a win and he wins the other championship and they do something okay, I'm, I'll be okay with it. But you see, there's a lot of people who who aren't okay with that. Well, knowing but knowing he's going to get it soon from Roman, I guess that's the thing too. Like, say if we do get Cody and Seth, I don't care what the finish is on that. Whatever, we know we're still going to get to Cody and Roman. And that's going to be the stamp of it is now your company. Here you go. But here's the thing: we, know we don't know shit. Could we? Could we said a year ago that we would get a Mania match, and then we kind of between Rock and I mean Rock. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Roman and Cody. Mm-hmm. And they're they almost they're maybe considering taking that away from us. So anything can happen. Yeah, but I'm I'm only going off of what Cody said, right? Because one, he says trust me, but then on that promo on Friday for him to say I move my own goalposts. It started with me taking the title from you. Now I want to take everything from you. I would think by him saying that he knows what the finish is supposed to be. There's been nothing leading up to this year's WrestleMania where you feel like Cody has told his fan base, I'm winning at WrestleMania. Well, I would say that something's changed because at Royal Rumble, he pointed to Roman and said, I'm choosing you. I want you. And then the next week, he changed the goalposts. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, this is, I think something happened within that time period, right? Because mm-hmm. there's reports that saying that when the match was being changed internally, Cody had expressed to the office that he didn't think it would go over well. I don't think this is going to work. Ah, this, this may not go the way you guys think. Rock right? Like, so, Jeroni, we got this. That promo, he's just being a company man and trying to say whatever needs to be said. Okay, if you're moving the goalposts, and you're stepping to the side when you mm-hmm. have a golden opportunity right now to finish your story. I need to know why. Like, I like, I mean, right? You know, correct, correct. We don't, we don't know correct. why on Friday. We don't know why on Monday, right? So here, mm-hmm. like, we need to know. This is, but with, here's what we do know, right? Here's what we do know, or what we think we know, is that Rock pulled some kind of power play and decided that it was best for business for him to be in the main event with Roman Reigns instead of Cody. That's what we do know. And so or, the fans, the fans, so we, so we know that, that that's a fact and, or, oh, I'm, and not saying or, we, I'm not saying we know as a fact, but that's what okay. we put out there. Right. Got and, it, or, and, or we know rock has told him something incredible for him to go to the side for this WrestleMania. We need to find out what has rock promised him. What did rock say to him? Because he said, I, you know, whatever he said, take it under advisement or whatever. I forgot whatever the word he said. You would have to think then Rock had given him something to where he's like, you're right. Let me do this, whatever that moment is going to be. So before I then I get to like what the easiest path of this is. So he, Thursday's press conference, what is the number one thing you do not want to see that if this is what they say, you're like, oh, this is not absolutely not. Man, I'm just trying to 
re keep my fandom going, man, and not strip out, man. I, I I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, as long as Cody is represented properly, I'll be fine. I don't want to think about the worst case scenario because the worst okay. case scenario is him wrestling night one or night two and not winning for whatever reason, because mm -hmm. they want to continue. So this is the thing with, with Dusty, right? Because I think that, um, I think Cody even came out and said that he was kind of in favor of losing at last year's mania because that's what Dusty did back in the day, right? Dusty would lose, but then he'll scrap his way back up and, you know, he'll kept clawing and try to get to Ric Flair because the money was in the chase, not necessarily the capture. Because that's what those guys were. They're at the heart of things. Wrestling was carny back in the day. Mm -hmm. Right. So he was always trying to be in the pursuit mode. I don't think that's gonna work. Any kind of, so like I don't like they're not gonna come out and say that, hey, you know, um whatever match Cody's gonna be in, he's gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think they're gonna say that. So I can't think of I, like I don't maybe want to think about what a worst case scenario because I'm okay with a rocking Roman match. If we gotta get it. Let's get it. I don't think the universe wants it. I hate to say that universe, right? But I mean, they kind of do have their own little fan base. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm okay with the Cody and Seth, but man, that's, that match just, just seems kind of underwhelming. Well, and especially after Monday, they didn't do enough to put the logs on the fire for you to say, ah. Oh. And that's why I wonder if we don't hear that match somehow, some way at Thursday's presser. They got to they say what Cody's doing. But there wasn't enough at the end of Raw, where you're like, I want to see Seth and Cody more. Because Drew kind of... Drew blew it up. He said, he hey, muddied man. that up. He Co muddied hey, that. Cody beat you three times. What, you want to get beat for a fourth? <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? So, like, the intrigue on that match is almost like, all right, Cody has to win. But, geez, Louise. Like, he going to beat Seth four times in a row? Mm. Mm. Well, we know Cody can beat him. But Seth did say something. He's like, but I need to know I can beat you. I did like that. Get back to 30, Thursday's presser. Radija, me and you are right there together. It was, it's like 1A, 1B. And 1A is absolutely the triple threat match. The other thing I do not want to see that I'm seeing floated around here is um, Cody versus Roman with Rock as a special guest referee. Absolutely not. Nope. No, thank you. Don't want that. But the big one is the triple threat match. If they announce a triple threat match, I would be livid. Of course, I'll let it play out. I would be livid, though. That does nothing for anybody. And the reason why yeah, I say it does exactly. nothing for anybody, number one is, okay, Cody wins. Like, say he wins, right? I don't care if he pins Roman. I don't care if he pins The Rock. You didn't do it on your own. That's a fail for Cody. This needs to be on his own, in my opinion. If you include Cody in The Rock and Roman, head of the table, tribal chief, he doesn't even belong in that story. So now you take away from that story. It's just that that is they cannot do that. That cannot happen. Separate these things. Um, I brought up what if Cody was supposed to lose again at Mania. Say if he was supposed to win at Mania against Roman. The easiest thing to do is for them to announce in Vegas. The main event of WrestleMania 40 is going to be Rock versus Roman. And the main event of Elimination Chamber is going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. We can still do that. And I, I'm okay, I'm okay and with that. And that is where 
yep. Cody wins against Roman. No, it's not at Mania, but he's still going to win it in front of 45,000 people. That's still going to be his moment. And then he can take that belt into Mania. And if he wants to, you know, then we can play around with, okay, what does that look like? Is it Drew? Is it Randy? Then he can really have his moment. And that can be the night one main event. And then I think you really soften the blow for anybody who's upset about the whole Cody thing. And you can be able to get to rock and Roman with no issues for the most part. There's still gonna be some people who are upset because they're going to look at it as this should have been Cody's WrestleMania moment. Um, but he's the champ going into mania and coming out of mania. He's the champion. That would be the easiest way to do it. I don't think they're going to do that though, because I think just once again, with, as hell, man. yeah, I think with what Cody making that, that comment, I'm taking everything from you. I think they have their eye on where they want to go now with that, because I would think, and yeah, I know there's a lot of talk about the, you know, the rock being, um, selfish in this moment and things of that nature. It would be hard pressed for me to believe when the rock had a conversation with triple H in creative. And he said, Hey, I'm going to take on Roman at WrestleMania. I'd be hard pressed to believe that he knew Cody was supposed to win the title at WrestleMania. And he took that away. My internet keeps dropping, and I'm actually uh, plugged in. I wasn't plugged in Sunday. We didn't have any problems, so maybe I need to stop plugging in. Um, you said I forgot what you said because I about to start talking about some capital T R A A S H. Um, what you say? <laughs> I forgot what you was about to say. What you What you say? It was the last thing we heard you say. What? What are the last thing me? Uh... And I had it in my head. Dang it! Mm-hmm. You said what I can't believe is. That I think that's something like that. That was the cadence. What you don't want to do is, or I can't believe. Oh it. no, no! I was saying what I. Okay, so I don't know where you want to pick this up from me, but what I, what I was saying was I can't believe Rock would take that moment there from Cody if he knew Cody was supposed to win the title. That then that doesn't make sense. Hey, Rock is now the head of TKO, or whatever, and he asked Triple H, "Hey, what's, so what's the creative for Mania?" And say, hey, "We're finally going to crown Cody. It's finally his moment." I'm just hard pressed that Roman, I mean, that Dwayne is like, you know what? I know he's, you know, this is a story y'all been telling for two years, but I oh, think it's time for me there was, and, some, and Roman. there was some scuttlebutty around that. Hold on a second. I actually wrote it. Yeah, it that, a while that's hard ago. for me to believe. All right. That's... So here, it, I'm, I'm re- let, me re- let me read this off. All right. So the decision, this is uh, per the w, uh, PWI Insider. Decision to go with The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania which pushed by Dwayne Johnson himself, backed by TKO executives. So this is the information that's being floated out that fans are picking up on. Originally, the plan was for Cody versus Roman to main event, but Dwayne reportedly felt the change was necessary to save WrestleMania in light of losing CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. As of now, the current plans are for Cody to face Seth Rollins and the winners of both matches. This isn't the right article. Um, There was another article, I think a follow-up from PWI, is that the plan is for Cody to win the heavyweight championship and then at SummerSlam have a match with Roman in a unification match. And then Cody will unify both championships. I don't think that's taking everything from Roman. And we got to figure out what he meant by that. Yeah. 
but that's not taking everything from Roman. That's still doing the same thing because he mm-hmm. said on Friday, "I was this started with trying to take that title. Now I'm taking everything from you." Well, if uh, I mean Rock will have to win, and then he will have to be the head of the tape, head of the table. But you know, how could he win if he's <laughs> not the champion? <laughs> so yeah, I, so that's kind of just my thought about you wouldn't think the Rock would change that, but if we're talking about just strictly business. Yes, there's going to be way more eyeballs on Rock versus Roman than it is Cody versus Roman. But that's not the story that the majority of the fan base, I think, wants to see. Once again, Thursday, we'll see. But I tell you what, they got to figure it out because there is a segment of the fan base that is like Rhodesia and I that want to see Rock and Roman. And if you put that, that little carrot out there on Friday and then you pull that away, you're not going to have a blowback like we saw this past weekend with taking over Twitter, but you're going to have some really upset people. So I think that's, always, I think that would be the vocal minority. I, I, Cause you think about it. I, you think about, I, I have like rock being booed. I think that rock was even booed when he was uh, going at it with uh, John Cena. I think John Cena wants the people over, but I, I can't remember the last time I remember hearing, or Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. Chance. No, I mean he was right. And oh, when he uh, when first he was, came he was back running his Hollywood, his yeah, Hollywood he heel first run. Came back. Yep. Yeah. And how long ago was that? That was twenty years ago. Yeah. Like right. So you think about it. You know, I, I get that. You know, there's uh, there's a contingent that wants to see that match. I mean, I want to see it, see the match too. And I think a lot, I think most of the fan base does, just not at this moment. Um, I just think you things things have changed. Yeah. You know, it's it's Rock is. 50 something years old. You know, his last major movie was what? Black Adam. And that didn't do well enough to get a number, uh, a second movie. They actually fired him from the franchise. Um, like, it's just, I just don't know if the star of The Rock is what it was 10 years ago. And I don't know if it's as it's bright as it needs to be. No, no, no. The the stardom of well, Rock is even if, more. If 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 it was more, we wouldn't get this negative of a fan. No, listen. Um, this is what I'm about to say. Your, your people were saying is the vocal the vocal minority is for Rock and Roman. I actually think it's probably half and half. I just think that the Cody fans, the fanatic of the fanatics, are the ones that's making and pushing this harder. If I think you get a hundred people in a room who've been watching wrestling for ten years, and you say, "Hey, which one do you want to see more?" I guarantee you, it's going to be a lot closer than what you think. Because just from what I've seen, I've I've seen more. Um, I'm okay with Rock and Roman. Yeah, that kind of sucks for Cody, but but I want to see Rock and Roman. You I know, a lot do... of those a lot of those fans are very casual fans who don't watch wrestling as much as nearly as much as we do, or the people probably that watch Cody. Those those fans are the people who, yeah, they might tune in to see Rock and Roman, but then they won't tune in for another six months. Um, I, I know a guy that came in uh, my store the other day, CM Punk fan. I said, hey, man, you enjoying Punk back? Like, yeah. And, you know, I drove actually to go see him um, on his first day. And then I haven't watched the show since. I mean, three hours is a long time to watch wrestling. I just, who has time for that? Anymore? And this guy, mm. you know, and mm. this guy drove all the way to see the man, right? And it says that he can't commit to watching a three-hour Raw. Like, it's just too much. Those are very casual fans. Um, but I, I'm not I saying believe, it's like, casual fans. I'm telling you, I'm saying if you get people who watch WWE television or programming every week, maybe just Raw, maybe just SmackDown, I'm telling you that it's going to be a lot closer than what you think. I just think these fanatics are just crazy and taking it to the whole next level. 
and I agree with that. Just now, you know, I always like to bring my facts to the table, right? Stuff like that. So that video they put up on uh, SmackDown, the actual full segment mm-hmm. with all this happened, mm-hmm. it was up to, I forgot how many, five million, five and a half million views or something like that. And somebody on Twitter had posted, because the, the whole big thing that people were going with was uh, most dislike video in the history of WWE. And I think at one point they got to the most dislike video in the history of YouTube. Um, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. And she said 12% of the people that view this video disliked it. Mm. I think that puts it in perspective. Mm. I don't think millions of people watch that video to dislike it. And even if they did watch that video just to dislike it, only 12% of the people who watched that video disliked it. So to Rhodesia's point of, hey, the majority will be okay with it, with the eyeballs that I'm going to assume people would watch because The Rock is involved. It's going to be on Peacock, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I would think that the majority that watch would be okay and more than fine with Rock and Roman. But your everyday fans who watch WWE live, sleep, eat, breathe, WWE, I think those are the ones that would have an issue and you don't want to piss those off though because they're the ones that are with you every single day, every single week, every single month, watching the show, buying your merch, going to the pay-per-views, et cetera, et cetera. So it is going to be fantastically interesting come Thursday. <laughs> That's all I got to say. And I, I am. Feel like we, I feel this, like we should do an emergency pod Thursday night. I tell you what, I thought about it. I absolutely thought about it, but I'm like, we can wait till Sunday unless something massive comes down the pipeline. <laughs> we'll text each other like, all right, y'all, we got to hop on. Um, I'm probably, I'm more excited to see this press conference than I am Elimination Chamber. <laughs> right now <laughs> and speaking of elimination chamber i'm just 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 to gloat myself to 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 my own horn bria and naya told you i was happening weeks and weeks ago check out the tfw podcast y'all if y'all not listening i drop gems we drop gems on here constantly so that's happening i um, dropped charcoal <laughs> <laughs> under pressure what does it turn into diamonds diamonds <laughs> Uh, did y'all want to touch on Sami Zayn's promo? I didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, you know, go ahead and talk about it. Actually, I don't remember anything standing out for me, to be honest with you. I don't have much from the promo outside of it was a great promo. It was a sit-down promo, and he was in his serious bag, where it's just like, hey, why can I not, you know, I should be looked at as a champion contender, champion, et cetera, et cetera. I was watching Sammy, and I'm like, I don't know of anyone else in WWE at his level that can be serious and it is 100% believable and you're behind him and he can be the prankster, the joker, and it is 100% believable and he steals the the role and the scene and everything that he's in. He's a special, special talent. A lot of times you can only do one or there's one that you can do much better than the other. And him, it seems like whatever role you give him, he's going he's gonna to be the best at it. So I, I just wanted to give him his flowers on that because I thought it was tremendous. No idea where they're going with it. I don't even want to know where they're going with it. Like, it's one of those, I'm just like, I just want to wait and see. So hopefully I don't get spoiled because I don't know where he fits in the WrestleMania title picture. And I, I want to just wait to see it play out. I got that vibe from him a couple years ago. He did a sit-down interview with Ari. I forgot his name. I'm thinking of Ari Emanuel, but you know what I'm talking about. He covers MMA, too. Mm-hmm. 
And I just remember listening to him talk and I'm like, this guy is a bit of a genius, you know, because they're a little bit out there. And but I, I felt that about Sammy a long time ago. And that's when it came out or when I found out that they were actually trying to do some recording of some type of behind the scenes with him. But then that fell through. He did like a, what, a year of recording, I think, of backstage yeah. stuff. They never saw the light yep. of day. But just hearing him talk through that and then him even addressing how at some point backstage with the higher ups, they, he kind of had some tension because of how how passionate, I just use that word passionate, that he is with his character. So I, I got that vibe from him a, f- a couple years ago. Just real quick to touch on Jay um, now coming out to Gunta. I, when it first happened, I was like, yo, whoa, what, what's up with that? And then you kind of was like, well, why not? Why not, Jay? So I just didn't see that coming. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess now the next morning it makes sense because where else would you mm-hmm. put Jay? Because Jay has worked his ass off for so long. He does deserve some type of spot somewhere. And I can see that. he said he wants an IC title reign. He wants to win the IC belt more than he does the world championship. He said that months ago wow. in an interview. Wow. Yep. Not to say he's going to get it. I think, I mean, there's anybody to take it off of Gunther. Why not? Jay, mm-hmm. and like, Jay, I, I said it last night watching it. Like, he is just so damn likable, man. Like, he is so real when you see him. Like, you know that's who Jay is. And, you know, I've been fortunate to, like, meet him a few times and, you know, talk to him. But, like, what you see is what you get with Jay. Like, he, that is who... Jay is like, it's just, it's just so cool to see him just like continue to get so excited for somebody who's done this for like 20 plus years and to still go out there and get that type of reaction and give that energy back to the crowd is fantastic. But Gunther is another one that he gets better and better every single time he touches that microphone, that line about, um, you're going to wish you, you went back to win. Like what he's like, we couldn't, rec- we, we couldn't recognize we couldn't, you between yeah, we couldn't, your brother. We couldn't, yeah, you couldn't tell the difference between you and your brother, which is so funny because back in the day we couldn't tell the difference between them. They look nothing alike. Now you know exactly what Jimmy looks like. You know exactly what Jay looks like. But back in the day, it was just like, oh, they're the Usos. I don't know but who's they, who. They have they have face paint, so <laughs> gotta gotta give them a little bit of a pass. They have face paint. Hey, you know the funny thing is, you know, for weeks. I've been wanting to come on and say that I think that uh, Jay should be the person to dethrone Gunther. But it was always late in the show, and I was always running out of steam. So I was like, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it next week. But I was, I've actually been thinking about this since December. I kept wanting to bring that up. I'm like, you know what? I know the uh, the talk was Jay versus Jimmy. But I was like, man, I just kind of feel like they haven't done enough to, to give that a proper build for Mania. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see Jay and Guther. Cause I, I didn't know where Guther fit. And I think it'd be a great moment. Cause like who, if anybody can dethrone Guther, mm-hmm. like, right. It can be like a Jay. Yeah. Jay would be perfect for, for that, for that spot. And then maybe down the line, we can get a, a Jimmy versus Jay. IC match. That'd be kind of cool. Well, I was going to say, so then, cause you got to do that. Then elimination chamber, right? Guther in. Jay, I don't even I don't know, know how you. I don't even know at this point. I don't even know how you get to Jimmy and Jay at Mania. I don't think they're on different brands. Can, yeah, like I, I don't know if that ship is sailed right now, or if they're gonna figure out some way with the GMs to, like you know, make a swap, or I don't know what. But and Jimmy ain't the, serious enough, man. He's kind of like the jobber for the clique. 
But that's what I'm like, saying. Right? Like, it, it would make more sense for Jay versus a solo. Like, they right? are There's on some history, two they can count totally about. different trajectories right now. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're not even the same. And then, then you, that's what I was talking about on the Royal Rumble post show. Then you have them wrestle and, and you know, fight in that match. Like, okay, well, that took a little steam out of if they do a Mania thing. It's just funny because this whole Bloodline thing, and we knew it. We, we came over here and talked about it in August after SummerSlam. Like, uh-oh. I don't know if it's Jump to Shark or it just... It ain't what it needs to be. And they'll get the the you know train back on the tracks, but overall, you look at just where we are right now with the bloodline story, and then the rock coming in right now, it does just seem disheveled because the why is the rock coming in right now with the bloodline? Like he's not saving his family, and that's what kind of what I thought it was going to be. I thought like Rock was going to come back as like the saving grace mm-hmm. for the Samoan family, right? Like Roman has completely crapped on his entire family. He is beyond having the big head. Nobody can talk to him. And now we bring the rock in to bring him down and give him some humble pie. And that's not even where we are right now. So. Yeah. That bloodline story, that that's, that is sale. It, I won't say it's, it's sailed away. You can, you can, you know, we'll bring it back in, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty out there right now. It is. Yep. I do want to talk about Stand and Deliver, but I do have one more thing on Raw. And it's the Creed brothers. And when you think about like somebody or somebody's who need to take advantage of an opportunity they're given, the Creed brothers just impresses me every time. Like I think about who they were in the ring with on Raw. And they're in there with some, some veterans. And they're completely like showing an outstanding performance. I don't say good showing an outstanding showing against these other great tag teams. I mean, it's like, I'm just, I'm really impressed. And again, they're the, to me, that definition of taking advantage of an opportunity that you're given. Yeah. I said that, um, I feel like they got thrown in the deep end when they got caught up, really didn't get caught up with fanfare. Nope. It wasn't much to, you know, uh, when they came on the main roster, it wasn't like they were brought on with like a, a specific storyline in play or like, oh man, they've been in NXT so long. It's time to give them mm-hmm. their shot. It was just like, all right, you think you guys are ready? You guys maybe not be all the way ready, but here you go. We just gonna throw you out there and make the most out of every opportunity, as you said, Rodis. And every single time they go out there, you're just like, all right, they got it. And we know they have it, mm-hmm. you know, but like every single week. No matter if it's a singles tag match or is multi man tag match, they deliver. I don't no, know about the stands part, but they deliver. Those guys were have been killing the NXT for uh, quite some time, um, and that's just really you think about the the two point guys, the kids. They're mm-hmm. all doing pretty well for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. You think about Creed Brothers. <laughs> you got Tiff. You man. got you know, Melo Braun. Um, like that, that too. When I mean, it's it's just awesome I may have to, to see. I, I may have to walk back my take yeah. about 2.0. I ain't gonna if do it now. About, I do have a question about that in a minute, though. I may have to walk back my 2.0, but 2.0 sucked, man. The, the show wasn't good. But if you look at like who was on 2.0 and where they are now, but see, so, you okay. know what they did with 2.0, like they those guys wouldn't have been on TV for at least another four months before they were on TV. Like right, they just threw them out there when they was green as hell. That's true too. Green as hell, they just put them out there. But we watched them get better and better every day and every week. 
which is you no know, fun for us as fans, right? We got to see them maturing right in front of our eyes. I do want to ask about Stand Deliver, but y'all two just hitting it on the head on the question I have for y'all about NXT. So you, right you better now, have something good on Stand Deliver. You brought it up twice now. Yeah, I got some on Stand Deliver, but yeah, I got some on Stand Deliver, but it better be incredible. This part of the show. So see, you're trying to give me a little bit of extra responsibility, and I'm trying to do it, and you and you trying to bury me. But what's not going to happen is you're not going to bury me because I know my shit right now, okay? All right, we'll see. All right, anyways. I'm not talking about standing and deliver right now. I'm going to talk oh, about okay. NXT. That's right. my question. Uh, NXT is clicking on all cylinders. We know that. And kind of the demise of the black and gold was that all the you finally was behind all this talent, called them up to the main card, and now you left everybody there that was green, the birth of the 2.0. Of course, there was other factors on 2.0, but you got 2.0. How or what does Sean and his team need to do to ensure we don't get another NXT 3.0 and it's another year, year and a half of just green going nowhere talent on TV? Or do you think we pass this? They pass it. You know, I think if you watch, really watch the shows, I mean, you guys watch shows, but you look at it like they do a good job of like the breakout talent, like, right. They slowly integrate them with the more seasoned NXT guys. Right. So you got the, um, you know, um, uh, metaphor, right. Um, you got lash and I forget homegirl's name. Um, she's a way on injury right now. Uh, but she's getting better. You look at, you know, Lola vice, you know, she's the next, she's next up. You got, uh, she cashed Laura. in a loss. Yep. Cashed in a loss. Uh, you mm-hmm. got, uh, the, the women's champion. What's, uh, Bikery by Laura. Lyra. Lyra. Yep. Yeah. So you got, they they in, they do a really great job of integrating like their newer talents into the into the show, and you start seeing like um uh, Kalani uh probably get a bigger role on the show as well. Um, you still got Roxy. We never know when she's gonna be pulled up there, but I think they do a really good job of just interacting, uh, integrating the newer talent into the existing ones. And then you don't have to worry about the Vince factor. So remember, the Vince of it all was when NXT lost to AEW's when they blew up NXT Black and Gold, and they made mm-hmm. it 2.0. So that was the big factor of that. The other factor too is they're set up better. What I mean by that is the left hand song to the right hand. Mm-hmm. So we don't see any more of this. Oh, that person looks good. That's a shiny new toy. Let's bring them to the main roster, but then let's completely overhaul them. And change everything about them that got them over. And now it didn't work. And now I got to continue to poach talent from NXT because the people who I'm bringing up isn't really connecting on the main roster because I'm changing everything about them that connected them to the audience down in NXT. Um, and then the other part of it too is they have a show called uh, NXT Level Up where like the next people up are getting time in front of the camera, in front of no a live way. audience to get better. Yeah. So. They have things. Wait, was that was play. that no way like a for real no way? Or That's a for real no way. Yeah, I was actually about oh. to start searching on Safari right now. NXT level oh, up. Yeah. You know, like level up is um is actually what dark should have been. Correct. Because they actually have <laughs> matches. Like right, because on dark, you know, it you know, for instance, uh, Anna J will have like a two minute squash match with somebody. Like she ain't gonna learn nothing and get better in a two minute squash match against like some local talent. You know, on level up, you know, you'll see the two actually go through a whole match. Now, it might not be good, but they go through a whole match. 
Yeah. And I mean, and, you know, it's not too bad. And there's also stories behind it too. Like, like it's a feud sometimes. So mm-hmm. to East point, you're not going out there just working on your like hot tag sequence and we getting in, getting out and your interest takes longer than the actual match. It is you're actually mm-hmm. working during that time period. So I think they have a lot of things now in place that we should not ever see, have to see a complete reset button on NXT. Well, good. And I just pulled it up and it shows like they upload their episodes on Peacock on Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Right after SmackDown. Yep. Nice. That's cool. Well, then hey, now, now got, about about Stand Deliver. about to talk about Stand Deliver. So what now. about, what about Stand Deliver? <laughs> Thank you. And I can segue on my own, okay? Okay, my bad. Sorry. Right. Dusty Road, Classic Champions. We got Brown and Corbin. How much longer do you think we're going to see this, I guess, team before they implode? Because it kind of seems like they kind of like each other right now. Man, let Sean tell it. He ain't letting Brown go anytime soon, even though Brown <laughs> is on Raw and SmackDown. He legit said, like, well, I'm not letting him go. If he wants to do double duty, great. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Triple H is going to have to, like, pry him away from me. I was like, damn, I wish I bet Triple H wish he could have told that to Vince years ago when it came to him poaching talent. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's I think I've said it before. Brian is ready and now he's even more ready because he just checked off being able to pull off a comedy gimmick. Mm hmm. Like, what else is it for him to do in NXT? And I guess I guess you got to have a spot for him on the main roster. Right. Like maybe if they wanted to just give him that Brock Lesnar spot, I don't think Brock was going to beat Gunther at Mania. I still want Chad Gable to get his lick back against Gunther, but oh, yeah, I forgot about him. you talk about an incredible start. If Braun comes in and challenges Gunther at Mania and beats Gunther, I mean, at that point he's made and now it's, you know, all bets are off. But, I mean, he's ready at, at any time. Also, I don't know how long. Um, and I guess it doesn't matter either that they're in a feud because we saw with Tiffany Stratton, she was in a feud. They just did a full three <laughs> weeks build to uh, her and about to start showing these farm vignettes and all that kind of stuff. And then that, that just, they just dropped that and brought it up to the main roster. So I guess that doesn't matter anymore. I kind of feel like that was filler, though. And it was designed to kind of be dropped. Because like they, they had been feuding for some time um, lead up until that. Because um, Fallon, had, I think, had beat her twice, I believe. I think I remember seeing one. I think I remember seeing one time. But I well, do the, know right, they when she beat her. Well, they taped the vignettes for it. And they didn't use them because oh, they they, had, they dropped it. Yeah. Yep. Well, then I guess then the last thing about Stand and Deliver is the ending, the beginning and the end. The beginning it's and the time. end. And Carmelo finally turning officially on his best friend, on his brother, Trick. It's time. So I'll, before y'all start telling me y'all feelings and thoughts on it, I just wanted to get this out. I thought Carmelo was coming up and I thought meaning to the main roster and I thought he was leaving NXT behind. And you still do that even though th- their relationship just, just had a, a turn in it. Like to me, I feel, when I saw that I, I'm happy because I do think that Carmelo is going to be a really good heel, but I thought he was already done with NXT. So mm-hmm. I kind of felt like, Ugh, like, dang, this is the story. And this should be the main event. I know they like to, of course, finish with the title, but this needs to be the main event of, um, what is their WrestleMania show called? I keep trying to call it Stand and Deliver, but it's not called that. But I'll find out. No, it is Stand and Deliver. Vengeance Day was uh, just this past Sunday. 
Yeah, I, I, mean, I know people listen. I know people listen. Wait, like, what is y'all talking so, about? That's good. Well, Abia, you had you had wait, one job, Rhodesia, mm-hmm. and you got me out here to calling it saying deliver. You had one job. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? I get to stand and deliver even oh, more. Man, F stands for I, I got I got like another six seven weeks to talk about stand and deliver. Mm. I know people are talking about like what are these guys talking about stand and deliver? Sorry, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but e, you ain't stop us either. You know what this day. <laughs> Damn it to hell. Hey, 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 you know what happens when it get, we get towards the end of these pods, man. And we didn't do nothing sexual. <laughs> we didn't say nothing sexual. Anyway, that's nuts. But yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, this is this story, right? This is the mm-hmm, story yeah. that they've been building up to. We talked about it on our, uh, I think our last pod of last year, just kind of about tricking Mello and where I thought Mello was. You guys agreed. I was able to see the first uh 25 minutes or 30 minutes of NXT so far. And he comes out, he's like, he's about to cut the promos, getting great hill heat. <laughs> and he's like, not yet. He just walks back out. He's comfortable being a hill. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he, that is where he's him is in that mode of the braggadocious cocky hill. So I'm excited for, to see him now in that role, but that's also going to translate when he does go to the main roster. I don't think he's going to flip back to being a face whenever he does go to Raw or SmackDown. I think he's he's a heel. And I think that's where he probably should be. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great segment. Man, like, Trick is over, right? Over like Rover. I mean, you know what? I mean, the, the man has a lot of charisma. He's he's getting better. Man, he's, he's so much better in the ring now than he was shoot, even two months ago. Mm-hmm. Man, kudos to that man. Um, as far as Melo, um, I think definitely he's a better heel. Um, I think he kind of was unofficially on uh the SmackDown roster, right? He had been featured quite a few times and as a baby too. Um, however, leading to Mania, I'm sure that and that's that's the nice thing about with Sean and Triple H and their work relationship. He's like, Hey, look, we've been building towards this thing yeah. for a while now. We're gonna finish this up. Like, right? This was the this is what we had in play. Now I'd love to see Melo transition to the main roster once he loses the trick. I think that's what's going to happen. Once he loses the trick, I still kind of think he needs a couple bells and whistles. I still don't think that Carmelo, even as a heel... Even as a heel, huh? Yeah, I think he needs a couple, you know, like a heavy, right? Uh, I don't think he necessarily needs a mouthpiece, but I think he's best when he's when he can bounce off of someone else. Even like his arrogant charisma... Mm-hmm. I think it's better when he can play off somebody else, and um, you know, I don't know if it's like I don't want to say he it should be like a like a group, like he should you know because like Bobby is 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 a is a face right now I guess, but what if MVP who I think is being underutilized, not being on TV because he's a great talker, right? Almost, I don't oh think my. he's a guy like I know they're trying to use him as a as a as a special attraction, but I don't think he's that special i hate to say that um you know he he pops up and he loses to somebody he'd be an awesome bodyguard what if uh yeah. mvp well he, he needs his diesel him. right he needs yeah. Shawn michaels how Shawn michaels had diesel he needs his diesel and i think sean yeah. knows that too probably what if almost was that was that diesel mvp was that mouthpiece without he doesn't need a mouthpiece it's that kind of like how what Heyman does right kind of mm-hmm. introduces him and kind of sets him up and then, you know, Melo knocks him out. I'm not mad at it at all. 
I'll be there for that. Because I, I still think, I mean, of course, I agree that he was missing something as a face. So I'm all for if you give him that. Well, maybe that not almost, footer. though, because I feel like almost will make Melo look too small, right? Because, like, <laughs> cause like cause, yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, he, he's not he's not the tallest, but he, but he needs a heavy. It, I mean, he yeah. would be good if he had a heavy. I I, I agree with that for sure. Uh, it, it's funny too when I was watching that main event, like Trick, you know, they're just overall. Um, Vengeance Day was was a really really good show. I say like you can just tell a lot of those spots they're just sitting around the PC in the ring and they're just like, man, what can we do that's like crazy as hell? <laughs> and they're just working on it, and then they they bring it to life, which is fun to watch. But it was a couple of sloppy spots during the pay per view. Um, but when I was watching the main event and Ilya is somebody that before he goes in the ring, I'm like, I can take him or leave him. But right, like, but when he, but when right, the bell yes. starts, yes, I was like, no, this guy is, yeah, he, he's some special. I, because I, 100% I don't like think that. there is no world. And yeah, well, it's only February, it'd be February, you know, whatever. Um, it shouldn't be any world that. Trick Williams is arguably in the match of the year so far. I don't care if it was January 3rd, right? Like, Trick is too early in the game to mm-hmm. say, like, hey, so far you were, you were in the match of a year candidate, and that's, that's what that good. match was. That that's, good. that's what that match was. Mm-hmm. So kudos to Ilya. Tip my hat if I had a hat on you, sir. He's missing something. A couple of things. Not in the ring, but uh, the yeah. presentation beforehand. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, this is y'all champion. And then five seconds later, I'm like, this is our champion. Oh, this, it's our this champion. champion. It's our champion right here. Because for real, champion yeah. for stand deliver. He turns into, like, you know how Beyonce said that she's like this super shy passive, I don't know, passive, but super shy lady. But the moment she turns into Sasha, Sasha Fierce, that's how Ilya is. Like, my, my fandom for him, I'm like, oh, I, could, I can leave him all day. Like, he's just like, ugh. And the moment that bell rings, I'm like, dang, I see why. He can't always be in the ring, though. That's true. But right now, my feelings on it, man, when that bell rings, I'm like, dang, this, this boy good. This boy good. <laughs> he killed it. Uh, so there was nothing else on NXT Vengeance Day, Rhodesia. No, but we can Vengeance get ready to start Day. talking about Stand and Deliver later. Um, I got one thing that we didn't talk about on Sunday that I wanted to bring up. It was about Mick Foley. Mick Foley. I had an interview and he said that for his 60th birthday, he wanted to do like one final death match. He said in order to get to the shape that he wanted to get into, he would need to lose a hundred pounds. And he feels like Whoa. the goal of him being able to wrestle, you know, on his 60th birthday would get him to losing a hundred pounds, which anything that can give somebody motivated to lose weight and get healthier. I am all for, I think this is a no brainer for him to do it. And I think the no-brainer is for him to do it in AEW because, of course, WWE would not allow what kind of death match he would want. And I think it is a no-brainer for it to be against Moxley. Like, they already have a built-in story because they were supposed to feud in WWE. It got pushed to the side when Moxley was down to FCW and NXT. I think this is perfect. Uh, but there was a lot of people online that was just like, no, we don't want to see McFoley in a, a death match. He shouldn't be in another death match. And my just thought is that man has killed himself for our entertainment. How can I tell him not to do one more match that he wants to do? Uh, I don't care what kind of match it is, but what's your guys thoughts about Mick Foley coming back at the age of 60 to do one more death match? This, the uh, sound of that makes me kind of remember how I felt when, um, hangman drank Swerve's blood or was it the other way around? Mm-hmm. Hangman, hangman t- uh, drank Swerve's blood. And I was like, Oh my God. 
I kind of feel that way thinking about Foley doing that because I already know nothing's going to practically be off limits to him, especially if he drops all this weight and he gets into the shape that he wants to get into. Like you said, it would only be fitting that it's with Moxley. And then mm-hmm. Moxley's not going to hold back. Moxley, he loves death matches too. I just don't think <laughs> as somebody that cares about other human beings' life that I can promote and condone that match. But if it happens, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Cause like you said, he given his life, man. I remember watching a video on him. He did a documentary on himself. It took him like an hour to get out of the bed in the morning. So you telling me that he's put his body through that. He absolutely deserved the right to have any match he wants to have. But again, to be fair, to see a six year old man hurting himself. I'm not condoning it, but I'll watch it. I will pass on seeing 60-year-old men bleeding on TV. Hard pass. Maybe on PLE. Hard pass, indeed. Hard car, man. What about, paper, what paper, what what, about pay-per-view? What? Pay-per-view? Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm certain that they, they can pay me, and I will watch. Oh, God. So, you know, AEW, if you want to, you know, invest in Big Daddy's funds, you know, I would take $100 Man, we that. went... A good like month without you saying that name on the pod, and the pod has been fantastic. Hitting the best streak we've ever had in the podcast. We about to go back down the shitter now because you want to hey, decide to bring that hey, name. They, they know me, man. They, they, that is cold they know me. World. Hey, who's that? They know me. That's what they call me. Who's that? That's what they. But call you know what? Me. Though, like that's interesting. Both of you guys were kind of like you. You passed on. I wonder if you guys would change your mind once you hear like a couple of promos from them. And if you'd be like, no, you know I what? Said if he I, has I was it, I cool would watch it at first, but I want to. I want to watch it now. Oh, I, I just um, wonder. Just in good um, faith, I can't watch somebody hurt themselves, especially at that age. Yeah, we, but, I, but we're, we're celebrating Sting, which was Sting is what sixty four, right? Yeah. And but yeah, Sting, he hasn't done a but, death match, but the majority of his matches are no DQ hardcore matches. He's jumping the, off of the highest the, thing he can find in these arenas. Like, let's not act like he's true, wrestling. But yeah. the muscle memory of the callus is there right now on Sting. If Sting was gone for how long? Mick Foley been gone for ten years, and he comes back, yeah. I probably would feel a different kind of way. Don't at me about this Mick Foley thing. I'm sorry. Hey, we can revisit our childhoods on, on another day after WrestleMania. But let's celebrate a great game coming out March 5th. Rhodesia, you might have to uh, make sure because I don't have, I have no idea when this game comes out. I think it's March 5th. He just threw out a day. He love it. I love it. Yeah. He just threw a date out. He was confident yeah, about it. Too. He was so confident. It's on the same day as Vengeance Day, y'all. I refuse <laughs> to double check. I refuse to double check. We got WWE 2K24 coming out, and it looks like it's going to be a doozy. It's funny, Rhodesia. You might have saw it. Matt has sent out a tweet, and he had asked if um, AEW Fight Forever, I think it was on oh sale, was it worth purchasing It's on sale yet? this week. And it's on sale this week. It, it was like, finally. Is it, it's if you've been waiting. It's the time to get it. Is it was it nineteen ninety nine or twenty nineteen ninety nine? Oh dang! Okay, twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine. That's it. It says you. It says if you've been holding out, the time to pick up your copy. That's of what AW it said. Fight Forever is now starting today. AEW Fight Forever is available at participating retailers. Blah 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 blah. At just twenty nine ninety nine. And I said, hey, serious question, y'all. Is this worth it? I didn't get one yes. <laughs> he chimed in. It was a few people. I was like, ooh, okay. I got a few. Like I, I, I bought this game on launch day. That's the last time I played this game. Ooh, yep. two different people said that to me, and I was like, "Yo, that's horrible." Yep. And you know, Matt, 
thought I was being too hard on the game when I reviewed it, that he made me revisit my review the next week. Like, e, you ain't played the game enough, man. I need you to actually play the game, and no. you're going to review again. But so he's like, fair. Like, all you I'm did was create a character. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, no, you haven't talked about the game. You just said, like, you like, that was all the game. That was it. He was like, that was all to it. Actually, I take that back. You, you were right. You did give a great review. Of exactly. And this is the thing. So, and see, I was trying to be nice about the game. And I was hoping they would fix some things. Mm. But what I should have said is that it's a fun but bare bones ass game. And it ain't shit, ain't shit to do. Mm. <laughs> the gameplay ain't good enough to support it. <laughs> like, Damn. period. Like, that's, the game is bare bones. If that game came out in 2003, It'd have been a great game, but yeah, that's twenty in years ago. Twenty-four March, March fifth, March fifth is the release. It is a release. We got a great game, Cody, my main man's on the cover, on the standard edition. And then we got Bianca and Rhea on deluxe, which is awesome in itself. Um, great updates to this game, Matt. They got a casket match for you. Rodisha, they got an ambulance match oh, wow. for you. I, I, I did special, see that. Yeah. Special guest referee match is back. And they have a host of like quality of life um, upgrades to the game, which I think is to be phenomenal. They added a um, back and forth strike mini game. So, you know, in, in, in matches, we see, you know, the boo, yay, yay. dynamic when people are punching back and Eat. forth. We have Eat. those mini games. It's going to be a really, really good game, guys. Um, they add a lot of things. Now, one big thing they, they, they showed today that there is something called a uh, 40 Years of WrestleMania edition, which is their big tier um, version coming out. Originally, Brock Lesnar was on this cover, along with a host of other legends, current and past. Today's trailer, Brock was removed off that cover, which I don't know if it surprised me, but I raised the eyebrow, and I'm like, damn. It's over, Rock man. is going down just as hard as Vince with it's all over. of this, right? And he has no, been he said, he said Brock, Rhodesia, not Rock. Brock. Brock Lesnar. I'm over here minding my business listening to him. No, you're over here giving it. people's eyebrows on camera. <laughs> <laughs> what you, what, Brock well, is, I would imagine Brock I said I raised that. the eyebrow, right? So that's what, so she's raised an eyebrow too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. See, I, I got you, Rhodesia. But Thank you. I'm like, damn, like Brock is getting... It's over, man. Taken out of the history, just like Vince. And here's the thing. We don't know exactly what his role is. I don't know if there's any kind of contracts or anything about what he agreed to or didn't agree to or whatever the case may be. But it seems like the quarter of a, the quarter of public mm-hmm. opinion is so strong that 2K was like, yo, we got to get this man off this cover. <laughs> like, y'all surprised by this? I'm not at all. I'm not at all, man. I'm surprised it took this long for them to show a new cover without him. Like, it's over for him. Mm. With him being the only person in that suit that matches Brock Lesnar. I think she said, like, a world-famous UFC champion who was under contract negotiations at the time. That was it. He's the only person. So, uh, for him being as quiet as he was, and we know, for me, when when I first saw that, I was like, he's done for we're not going to see him again in WWE anytime soon. I don't think we'll see him ever again. Um, so, of course, we know they removed him from the Rumble. They took him out of all the creative plans they had up until Mania. It's over. 
It's done. Is he still on the website? Though? As, as it should website? be. If he did anything mm-hmm. to that woman, right? I don't care if it was given to him on a silver platter and said, hey, she's fine with it. No. If you were named in that and you had anything to do with it, no, you got to go. Out of there. Yep. Hey, right, right before we, we uh, sign off, who do you think was going to be Brock's match at Mandy? You think it's going to be Gunther? Gunther? Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Gunther, what I was yep. thinking. Yeah, which I, we had talked about that. I said that a couple months ago, but yeah, it was confirmed. Uh, he was supposed to work Dom at Elimination Chamber because Dom was going to eliminate him in the Rumble, which would have been hilarious. And mm-hmm. you can just imagine the shit talk that Dom would have had leading up to that, that he eliminated Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble. That's like a career milestone that we didn't get because of that. And then they were going to pivot to uh, Gunther and Brock at Mania. Mm. And see, and all that, Rock was like, look, we lost Brock. We lost Punk. Let's get the Brahma Bull back. And then I think what happened was Cody did say like, hey, guys, I think this isn't going to really work. And then to what E, you just said, Rock was like, dude, you can finish your story March 5th in that video game. This is real life here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That was what the Brahma Bull said. That, now, that heel. may have been made up. I'm not sure, but I think that's also what was He's turning to heel every day. <laughs> the Ooh, Matt or The Rock? We're both. Both. <laughs> both. B-O-F-F. That's not nice. What else y'all got? Y'all got anything else before we get out of here? This cover of the 40 years of WrestleMania, that's the reason why I was doing the people's eyebrow was because it's on the cover. And so I, I didn't even realize I was doing it until you called me out on it. So this cover is actually pretty sweet. Man, big time. But he's hitting hard on this cover. Last thing on uh, the pod, I guess, Mercedes, Mercedes Watch 2024. She tweeted out on Tuesday something to the effect of it's great when a plan is executed or execution happens or something like that so today of course is Wednesday you guys are hearing it I still think that Tony Khan's announcement is something surrounding Mercedes and that show being in Boston but uh I'm excited I know he's not hype on her going to AEW but she is needed I feel like back on American wrestling television and I think she's gonna be tremendous for AEW's woman division if Tony Khan allows her to be tremendous for that division. I can't wait to listen to it another month from now, Matt asking us. So is Mercedes a heel or is she a face? I think you may be projecting on that. If we got to ask that, come on, man. Come on, man. That's, oh God. It's not going to be like that. It's not going to, we're not going to end it like this. It's going to be wonderful when she comes number 30 at Royal Rumble next year. Okay, that's enough. All right, and on that note, we out of here. Like, that's see. Or she be at Santa Deliver. That Santa Deliver this past Sunday, according to you. Yeah. All right, y'all, we out of here. That's a wrap, man. Uh, we on the socials. Y'all know where to find us. On Twitter, that's FNW. On YouTube, that's Freaking Wrestling. As I asked you guys on Sunday's show, continue to put the word out. We appreciate you guys. Uh, for everything that you guys have done for us. We can continue to try to give that positive energy. And also, too, it was funny because on our 100th episode, either it was Lil Matter or it was one of the two, talked about, you know, we were giving our thank yous and talking about, hey, we thank everybody who's been supporting, been with us from day one. If you just got down with us, we love you the same. One of you guys were like, 
and we even thank the haters too and i made a comment saying we ain't got no haters man the haters have popped up like weeds because we couldn't talk about cody that's why (laughs) you know oh never mind i ain't want to go there we're gonna end this happy it's all good but once again they they say you ain't popping unless you got some haters right that means you're growing and actually we are absolutely growing if we just look at our numbers kind of across the board so we thank you guys for that but yeah the haters are starting to pop up so i think even the haters even the haters you guys are helping us grow and giving us content this does nothing but fuel me and i laugh and i keep it moving so i appreciate you guys there too but we will be back on sunday i'm going to assume we are going to have a ton of answers on thursday's presser and i think cody Hope is also so. scheduled to be on smackdown on friday if i'm not mistaken I think Which I is saw great, that. I don't think yeah. Rome, I don't think Roman or The Rock is scheduled to be on SmackDown. So ain't nothing new for that. The workhorse Cody, right. <laughs> working, working where he needs to work. He, so like, we appreciate he, he you, brother. He's himself. So we will talk about that, and we are out of here. See you guys then. Peace. <laughs> Director says cut. We're still here. It's still going.